0: What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America NA, member FDSE.
1: Anna, thank you very much. It is time now. I look forward to this each and every time I'm sitting in Jared's chair to go across the divide, across the sporting and cultural divide, and head up north to 1170 SEN. It's all made possible by Sustainable Office Furniture. Why buy new, I ask you? Visit sustainableofficefurniture.com.au. Andrew Voss is with us. Vossie, good morning.
0: Good morning, Sam. And just like last week, see, I don't think there is a cultural divide right <laughs> at the moment. I think we're united. Oh. Can I say united in Greece? Oh. In being aghast oh, oh. at a cricket? I'm sure you are fielding the same calls and texts as, as we have done for the last two days on our breakfast show here in Sydney.
1: Oh, I was just going to ask you the same question because I reckon it's the five stages and we might have to be up to stage three, Vossi. I reckon we've had a uh, shock We've had disappointment, now today a real flavour of aggression and
0: anger, to be honest. Yeah, no, no that's, that's a fair, fair way of putting it. Look, at the, at the crux of people's um, bewilderment slash uh, anger slash disappointment is what is the role of the coach? Like, a, as the world is crumbling in front of you and the cross shots and the five dismissals to the sweep and, and Lubbers saying you can throw into a cross shot as well – does the coach not actually say something? And if he doesn't, what the hell is he doing there? Why not just get someone to put out the cones Mm -hmm. of training and drive the bus? Um, and, And we were told, no, that's not how it works. You know, while it's a team game, the batsmen are left to their own plans and devices. And I think that's confused a lot of people. And we actually ran sort of an unofficial poll this morning. Who could we send into the dressing room who would have the balls to actually speak up and say, hey, forget the swing, right? Change your plan. Um, and uh, it came back as Craig Bellamy, Melbourne coach, was our number one poll. Remember, we're a primarily a, a strong rugby league audience, but Gordon Ramsay got a, <laughs> a big tick as well, not too far. So we're saying Craig Bellamy... Uh, Gordon Ramsay and of the cricket kind, Alan Border, uh, to set them straight in the dressing room. So there you go. There's, a, there's an interesting threesome.
1: What a mix. And I do love Kitchen Nightmares. Maybe Gordon Ramsay could start a new show, you know, Sweeping Nightmares or something. It might go off.
0: Oh, yes, yes, yes. No, but it's incredible. I must say, um, you know, as a, as a very good backyard cricketer in my time, mm. I still think Kooneman shot batting at eleven. <laughs> when four batsmen before him had been out for the sweep for a number 11 batsman to come out and second ball go reverse sweep um, in the upright position. I, I thought that's the worst shot I've ever seen in Test cricket. And made me feel as if I could play test cricket if that's what you have to do to play test cricket. You know, that, was, that was my logic there.
1: Indeed. Unfortunately, it had plenty of competition on the day, didn't it? Uh, that goes without saying. Oh, Matty Hayden was a name that keeps, just while we're just before we leave this yeah. topic, was another name that we'd heard a lot of today. And obviously, strong in commentary, which is poles apart from being strong in the dressing room. But he does strike, he was, if he is the master of the sweep in that part of the world and he's saying, don't mm-hmm. do it on that wicket, then you're probably going to listen, aren't you?
0: Well, you'd like to think so, wouldn't you? You'd like to think that the best cricketers we have, and I'm talking bowlers as well, who bat. I mean, they. this is what they do for a living, that at least they have a strategy that is um, that is adaptive and can be adapted to the conditions. Otherwise, they're, they're not quite the elite that we thought they were. I mean, you know, all obviously talented, but, geez, you've got to have the smarts about you. Anyway, that's where we're at mm. Um You know, is the sky falling? Well, in some degree, it is a little. It's two test matches. But we also said this. If I was down to my last $10, that $10 is on India winning 4-0 rather than Australia scraping a win in the last, you know, one of the last two tests.
1: Oh, for sure. And I think a lot of that anger does come from, stem from the fact now that we've got the deck chairs on the Titanic in terms of players coming and going and they're leaving the country and they're coming into the country. I
0: mean, it's carnage. Extraordinary stuff. And then uh, can you imagine... If we do go ahead and we gum off, you know, a four-nil series loss. If that's where it lands, the English press going to the ashes. The pressure, the songs. I mean, uh, this is um, this is all mounting on the Australian side. This is this is a really tough year. This is a a massive test. And and what I'm seeing of England, and I loved watching them against New Zealand mm. again. Um, you know, the baseball they are playing, scoring it over five and over. Look out. Um, yeah, yeah. I can't wait for that. I know it's a bit of a car crash at the moment, but I can't wait for The third test to begin, and it's been great getting the coverage on SEN. Uh, again, very Ger- uh, jealous of Jared, but um, no, it's just been fantastic. I thought the highlight of commentary for me, I don't know whether you heard it late on day two. Um, having the translation of the Hindi in the commentary, being able to pick up and translate what the wicketkeeper was said, being relayed by the commentary team, that they were saying we have to try something different for it. I thought that was a fascinating fascinating insight, the like of which I've never heard in cricket commentary, and you got it on SEN.
1: Now, mornings up in your part of the world this morning are hosted magnificently, as always, by Matt White. But there was a particular line, it was more of a question from Whitey in it, Caught my ears. I want to play it for you before we discuss it, Vossie. This is, uh, this is Matt Watt discussing the Melbourne Storm. The Storm finished fifth last year. If Ryan Pappenhausen doesn't get back on the field until mid-season, or at least in round six, they're saying at the earliest, are they in danger of missing the eight for the first time in a heck of a long time? 2010, they finished last because of the salary cap. So let's put a asterisk next to that one. The last time the Melbourne Storm missed the eight was 2002, 21 years ago. Are you kidding me, please, Vossi? Now, I know you tipped Storm to win the, the flag last year. What's going on up there? All
0: right. Well, if Melbourne have their big four on board all year, and by their big four, I say Cameron Munster, Jerome Hughes, Harry Grant, Ryan Pappenhausen, I have them as a top four side. If they only have three of the four... I have them as a top eight side. I'm not with Matt White uh, having Melbourne miss the eight, but they can't be what they were um, with 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 the talent they've lost and with the mm. experience they've lost. And the only way they can come close to being what they have been recently is if the big four are on the field for the better part of the season. And what we're being told about, Ryan, that's not the case. But let me tell you, you know, our premiers, you know, the ones that won the flag, Penrith, have come back to the field. I mean, they've lost some big names in the off-season – and I know it was just one game on Saturday night in our in our what we call the World Club challenge against St Helens, but they have replaced Dynamic with competent. And, you know, they lost some big names, Kikau and out. two of you know the better players in the competition, have gone elsewhere for this season and they've replaced them with competent first graders. They can't possibly be as good as, as they were last year. So Very open competition. Everyone's having their say, you know, this time of season. Mm. The fact is they're all on zero points at the moment. Um, But um, I, I think we might be in for an intriguing year where maybe, just maybe, a, a bolter of sorts will, will emerge.
1: I know it's crystal ball season, but I knew you wouldn't have them missing the eight. I know deep down you're a storm man, Vossie. I knew that. So oh, uh
0: you're a member of yes, that's <laughs> <true>. Appreciate <laughs> No, but I lo- love watching them play. And it, it, Look, if the big four's there, I'm scared if I'm playing them. You, you know you're going to get some serious football coming your way. Grant's, you know, yet to hit his best. Munster mm. is at the peak of his powers. Jerome Hughes, likewise, and Ryan Papenow's, and. I have my fingers crossed as a rugby league fan that he comes back sooner rather than later and comes back to his best because he's a brilliant player to watch.
1: Good on you, mate. Appreciate your time uh, this morning. Great to chat again.
0: Storm in the eighth. We all agree. We don't <laughs> argue about anything. You're going to, be so We're gonna have, to <laughs> gonna have to work this better.
1: I was set. I had the swords out, but I just put them down then when uh, you gave me your verdict. I appreciate it. Andrew Voss there, uh, across the divide for sustainable office furniture. But as Vossy says, maybe there's no divide at all at the moment. We are aligned... Uh, particularly when it comes to our cricketers over there. Why buy new? If you're looking for sustainable office solutions, visit sustainableofficefurniture.com.au.